Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Zanaraski waits for Abdia, who comes up between the circles. He likes one-on-one. Drives to the right, hook pass to Porzingis, swings it over, there's Kispert again open, and again he nails a three. He's your player of the game. Well, the Warriors have left him open. He's 25. Six of nine from distance tonight. At some point, you got to take that away. And the Warriors were unable to take that away. In this one, a career game for Corey Kispert, one of many Washington Wizards players highly effective this afternoon and on into the evening against the Warriors as this one was ugly in Washington. Wizards beat the Dubs 123 to 115 as the Warriors never led in this game. A wire to wire victory for the Wizards who led by as many as 18 in this one and the Warriors find themselves taking another loss in what would be deemed to be a winnable game, even without Stephen Curry. But uh, as I often say, as I often say, uh, all bets are off for this Warriors team with Stephen Curry not in the lineup. And this game, along with the loss in Orlando, the loss a week ago tonight at home against San Antonio, it, it just continues to, to ring true. Uh, this team just has a difficult time finding consistent positive play when number 30 isn't a part of the action. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. Let's talk about this one. Warriors now 48 and 27, 7 games to go on the season and Steve Kerr after the game uh, noting what at this point should probably be obvious which is the fact that Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Otto Porter Jr. likely will not play tomorrow in Memphis on the second of a back-to-back and the fifth game in seven nights to end the Warriors' current road trip. Uh, the Warriors giving uh, those players uh, the game off in Miami, and the Warriors actually able to get their, their best win during this stretch without Stephen Curry when, when everybody had the night off. So that's uh, looking like it's likely to be in the cards for the Warriors tomorrow. So, uh, and Memphis has been terrific. They're not going to have John Morant, uh, but they've been unbelievable this year. Uh, the anti-Warriors without Curry have been what the Memphis Grizzlies have been without John Morant. But let, let's get in some thoughts about this one, and then we'll get into the bigger picture as to where this leaves the Warriors now with seven games to go because there are some big ones going on throughout the Western Conference as we speak. So I'll keep you updated on that and just where it leaves the Warriors in terms of seeding. Uh, because the biggest ramification of this loss uh, in conjunction with the San Antonio and Orlando losses is the three seed is again in a vulnerable, dangerous spot for the Warriors because they're going to be two games up on either Dallas or Utah at the end of the night for the three seed uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, the story of this one, uh, really, uh, the Warriors just, lackluster effort defensively in particular in the first half I thought Golden State played better defensively in the second half but just no ball pressure terrible rotations and just given up wide open threes to a Wizards team that probably had their best game of the season from three-point range you just look at it the Warriors couldn't buy a three 
8 of 33 overall. The Washington Wizards knocked down 16 three-pointers. So you look at that, and it's a 24-point advantage from the three-point line for the Wizards in this one. And the Warriors got down 28-24 into the first quarter. Uh, Corey Kispert was, was going off on them. Uh, second half or second quarter, Warriors got down 18. It was 57-39. That was the most the Warriors trailed right before the half, but the Warriors closed the half with some energy, and you wondered at that point, would that propel them into the second half to be able to make a run? A 12-2 run at the end of the first half from 57-39. It wound up 59-51 Wizards at the break, and the free throw line is what kept the Warriors in this game and allowed them even a slim opportunity, but an opportunity that wasn't completely null and void in the closing minutes to maybe come up with a couple of defensive stops and, and have a shot at, at, at kind of a miraculous comeback. But the only reason the Warriors were even remotely within striking distance at halftime and at different points of the second half was the free throw line where the Warriors made up half of their disparity uh, in the three-point line. They were, they were minus 24 at the three-point line. They made up half of that at the free throw line uh, by going to the free throw line 39 times and knocking down uh, 31 from the free throw line. So that enabled the Warriors to hang around in this one. Uh, But you just, the defense was just not there. The ball pressure, rotations, allowing corner threes. And then you look at a number of Wizards players that, that had, Really nice ball games, including Corey Kispert, who had a career-high 25, knocked down six threes, including Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who didn't miss a shot from two-point range, from three-point range, from the free-throw line. He didn't miss a shot, and he was also glued to Jordan Poole, which may have been Contavious Caldwell-Pope's biggest imprint on this game. Uh, Jordan Poole, one of ten from three. He couldn't buy one. There were some open ones that he missed. Uh... There were some pressured, frenetic looks that that he missed. Uh, He did wind up with 26 points, but again, uh, 26 points, kind of like the game against the Hawks where he scored 24 points, but it took him 22 shots and he was inefficient, 8 of 22. Tonight, 8 of 25. So he gets his 26, which was a game-high 26 for either team, but he gets his 26, and he's got to work for it, and it takes him 25 shots to get it. Now, Clay Thompson, 25 at times, again, looked like the old Clay, but this is a night where he's under 50% shooting. This is a night where he's 5 of 13 from, from three-point range. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, I thought tonight was a lot of empty calories for, for Andrew Wiggins, to be honest. Uh, more efficient, more aggressive in his 23 points, but... A lot of it was with the Warriors down and not really having an opportunity, you know, trying to barely hang in uh, down the stretch. Uh, I thought he took advantage of of the game being extended as the Warriors worked on the late game uh, execution of trying to extend it by trying to get steals and foul and call timeouts and and do all that. But, But too many, too many positive games for this Wizards team that's now 32 and 42. And, and just too many, you know, Jordan Poole, not good tonight. Uh, what's going on with Draymond Green as, as he continues to, to work his way back uh, coming off the injury? Uh, 25 minutes for Draymond, just lackluster in the first half. He was trying to get it going, I thought, in the second half. And there, there was a, a differentiation, I thought, in, in, from first half to second half with regard to intensity. I thought the Warriors were trying to push the intensity in the second half. But the reality was they got down too much. They had some critical turnovers when they got opportunities to, to cut it uh, to within set. They would get within seven. They couldn't get it you know, beyond uh, within seven because there would be just a wide open miss or they'd take a bad shot or there would be a turnover and then things would go back the other way and the Warriors would, would wind up in a spot where somebody on a hot night shooting for the Wizards uh, would knock one down. But, but yeah, a lot of open looks, a lot of bad defense, more life in the second half. Draymond was trying to, to mix it up. 
uh, picked up a tech after he thought he was fouled in a, in a critical sequence early in the fourth quarter as the Warriors were trying to get back into it. Missed the layup, thought he was fouled, picked up the tech, nearly got ejected. Kispert hit a three, and that was one of just many daggers throughout the course of, of this ball game for the Warriors as it wound up uh, with them losing this one, 123 to 115. Jonathan Kaminga did not play well for the second consecutive game, reminding everybody for all of the flashes and, and for all of the brilliance and and how dominant in many ways he looked against the Miami Heat, that he is still a young player and a rookie in the league. And it's the second consecutive game where Kaminga uh, getting the starting nod did not play well and, and played so poorly tonight that Steve Kerr went away from him, benched him. Uh, he got 13 minutes uh, in this ball game in the first half, he played 30 seconds. Uh, or, or, sorry, he played 13 minutes in the first half, and that was it uh, for, for the night for Kaminga. He started, and here, here's another thing. Let's just put the Draymond Green, Kaminga, Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Jordan. Let's just put that lineup to bed. Uh, I know Steve Kerr's trying to work through Like, Kaminga hasn't played well with it. Draymond hasn't played well with it. So for all of the conversation and all the chatter about trying to get Looney with Porter and trying to get Draymond away from Looney and it's going to free up maybe Poole and, and, and Clay Thompson, it hasn't worked for Jonathan Kaminga these last two games. And this is now the third time this season where Jonathan Kaminga has been granted a, a starting nod and basically within three games, Steve Kerr's had to, to pull him out of a game because he was playing so poorly and, and, just, and just basically bench him for the, for the remainder of the game. Uh, so I, I think the better role for Kaminga at this point is coming off the bench and trying to be a spark and taking advantage of, of certain matchups where he is you know, more athletically gifted than, than his opponents. Uh, and you know, 0 for 2 at this point as far as Steve Kerr and, and trying to, to try this lineup out uh, because it's not really working for anybody uh, at, at this point. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Uh, John Dickinson with you here as the Warriors lose to the Wizards. So now seven games to go. Uh, and at this point, you look at the news – with the Warriors likely sitting Draymond and likely sitting Clay Thompson, Otto Porter out tomorrow, I, I almost feel like, given the way things have gone, they got a better shot to win tomorrow in Memphis not playing those guys than they do playing those guys. And and as crazy as that sounds, you look at the best game that they've played in the last two weeks, and it's the game in Miami where everybody uh, among the big guys uh, are out. And the Warriors, I, I looked this up now, 11 games without Stephen Curry on the 2021-22 season. Three and eight are the Warriors. Three and eight without Stephen Curry. But they're three and four when Steph doesn't play and when Draymond Green doesn't play and uh, when Clay Thompson doesn't play. So if you take all three of them away, the Warriors are three and four and have actually been competitive in a couple of the other four losses as well, the, the Denver game comes to mind uh, where, where the Warriors were, were competitive in defeat. So for whatever reason, when they've just kind of said, you know what, the young guys are going to go out there, developmental game, no expectations, let's see what you got, even against some better opponents, Miami, Denver among them, the Warriors have been able to come up with a, a better game. So I think at this point – you know, typically I'd say, well, you know, the Warriors are going to be in trouble tomorrow. And look, Memphis is as a good a team as any in the league. They're the second best team in the in the NBA at this point. So it's a situation where you, you roll it out and you see what you got. But it is a conundrum. It is hard to explain why the Warriors, when you take Steph away, but you essentially have everybody else, why this team can't be more competitive, why this team can't pick off a few more wins, especially against some of the lesser opponents uh, that they faced. And again, I've said it. I've been pretty open about it. All bets are off. There's no game, as the Warriors proved last year, that they should win without Stephen Curry. 
But as Steph said when Anthony Slater asked him before the Warriors hit the road, Steph adamantly, vehemently said, hey, this is a different team than last year's team and certainly the team two years ago. More talent, more depth on this team, but the results, frankly, have have been similar. All right, let's get West Oakland Sam in here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570, the phone number. What's going on, Sam? Man, hey, man, J.D., like, I can't help but think, like, those days are over. Like, the moments were, like, I think that we could, you know, sit somebody and have a, you know, these are games that we're supposed to win. We On paper, it doesn't work on paper no more with us. Third quarters don't matter with us. Um, this team is like, it's kind of becoming annoying to watch sometimes. It's like, and it starts off, our issues start off right when the ball jumps. Like, uh, how many times have you seen Kevon Looney even win the beginning ball jump? It's just like, this team kind of becoming annoying to watch because we get down with teams that we're supposed to beat, then out of nowhere we beat the Miami Heat. It's just kind of becoming annoying watching them play because I turned on the game and I was like, wow. Like, I turned on the game, like, probably at the beginning of the third quarter and in hopes that, you know, this is the Wizards, you know, they're they're hanging on by a thread team. And I'm tired of us being down by teams that hang on by a thread. And it just, I don't know where we, I don't know. It started to make me think, what was the beginning of the year? The beginning of the year to me was such a fallacy now to me, man. And it's it's like, I don't know what we were led on to believe. I don't know. I thought Clay would help everybody. I thought Clay would create more spacing. I thought adding Draymond after he was injured would create more more of a defensive approach. But we've gotten worse defensively. And it's and it's like I don't like I've never seen a team. I think we're the oddest team to read in the NBA. Honestly, just in terms of what we're in terms of what we're projected to do that game. Yeah. And then we see what happens no. in the game. And it's like, why are we losing to teams like the Magic? Why are we losing to teams like the Wizards? It's not about playing down to a team. We don't have that type of juice to play down to a team. It's just, it comes down to just, I don't know if this te- I don't know what the locker room situation is like. You know, I don't know if, are, are we playing for each other or are, are we playing for our individual roles, you know? And, um, the beginning of the year compared to what's going on now is like, it doesn't make sense. Like, does it make sense to you, JD? I'll take your answers off the line. Thank you, brother. No, I appreciate it, Sam. I think you summed it up pretty well when you said anything on paper just doesn't apply. And that's kind of where I'm coming from when this team doesn't have Curry. I don't know if it means that the first 20 games or the first 38 games before Clay came back and Draymond went down, I'm not saying that 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 was a mirage or, or whatever, that was when they had it rolling. They they knew who they were going to have and not have. They figured out roles for individual players, and and they had it rolling. They also had, in fairness, an easier schedule at the beginning of the year. The schedule has been more difficult. But at the same time, you look at the way this team plays against Miami, and then you look at the way they've played against San Antonio and Orlando, and in, I mean, they didn't have the lead against Washington. I mean, this Washington team, it, it'll, they're, they're, they stink. They've lost 8 of 10. The Spurs had lost 8 of 11 but before they came in and won last Sunday at Chase. And it's just, it, it's all bets are off when Curry doesn't play. The defense is poor. They can't find that identity. They can't f- figure out roles for players and and part of me wonders if they're setting things up for the playoffs or trying to if it's more about tinkering and looking at combinations than it even is uh, about winning at this point but I think as far as the first half versus the second half I mean it's hard to gauge how much of what's going on right now matters for the playoffs other than where it leaves the Warriors in terms of seeding because the roles are all going to be different you know if Steph Curry doesn't come and come back we know this team's not winning a championship but if Steph Curry does come back, then all of the roles that these players are currently in are going to shift, and then it's going to be a question of can they adjust to those roles. But the fact that this team can't pick off a few more wins, you know, even while at the same time we're talking about how Jordan Poole is a burgeoning star, right? Well, the, the reality is, I mean, if, if that's the case, then you should be able to win more than one game out of these last six, like point blank. 
you know, if if, if Clay's going to have some of the games that he's had, you and Draymond's going to be back and in the equation, then you got to be able to pick off more than more than one of these games. It it, it is a conundrum. It is perplexing. It is incredibly frustrating, and now it's put the Warriors in a position where they are once again vulnerable as far as maybe dipping another spot in the in the Western Conference. Chris in San Francisco is next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Chris? Hey, great show. I was thinking we have a lot of nose for the Warriors. we got no size, not a lot of speed. Poole and Kaminga can't really do their thing right now because they have – when Trey, Dre – Draymond and Clay are in, the game slows down. Those are fast type of uh, basketball players. They can run. You know, they're offensive-minded. They're not really into slowing the ball game down. And if we have no steps, we got no chance, so that's obvious. So right now, what, what's going to happen? We're going to have to go up against Dallas and that uh, and Luka. And this, so they got a star player. We don't. They seem like they have a de- defensive identity. Uh, that's not really our thing right now, defense. Um, so Playoffs aren't looking all that promising, and even size-wise, we don't match up all that well with even the Lakers. So it's it's easy to match up with the Warriors, I believe, in a seven-game series, very easily. And the Miami Heat game, that team didn't play very well, and we lost a twenty-point lead to the Heat, and we should have lost that game. In reality, we came back. You know, we got that little win at the end. I don't think it was anything to be all that happy about because that's not the well. Real the Heat were terrible. Yeah, and th- and thanks for the call. The Heat, the Heat had their guys. The Heat were terrible. They didn't take the Warriors seriously in that game, but the Warriors played an excellent game. I mean, really, you know, the Heat got off to a lead early and then kind of let the Warriors back in it, and then the Warriors took off. The Heat made their run, and I think the Heat thought once they made their run that the Warriors were going to fold, and the Warriors didn't fold, and I think we've seen over the course of the last week that the Heat have a little bit of internal strife. But the Heat, like, let's not, let's not take anything away from the Heat win. The Heat win was a hell of a win, but the Heat win makes tonight's loss and the loss in Orlando and even the loss at home to San Antonio just all the more confounding <laughs> because if this team can win game, and I'm not saying you got to win every game, against those teams but if you if you can win that game you should be able to win a couple of more of these games and I think you know I was talking to Steiny during the week and and we did our Warriors uh, weekly podcast and and, and he put it in this vein he says to me JD how many games would this Warriors team win how many games would this Warriors team win if you took Steph away and maybe you added Guadalla back into the fold uh, and and this team that's played essentially the last week and a half without Curry or two weeks, how many games would that win? You know, how many games would that team win? And and you know, he said I think somewhere in the thirties at that point. And and if you know, if you think that that's an, a sub five hundred team, or hell, even if you think it's a five hundred team, it's not a forty five fifty win team or anything close to that. Obviously, so if it's a sub five hundred team, well, a sub five hundred team can lose to anybody at any any night, and and occasionally, as we see with some other bad teams, they'll pop up and beat a really good team from time to time. So that's essentially where the Warriors are at right now with this team. When it looks good, we want to anoint these young players like Poole and Kaminga, you know, future stars. And that's that's all well and good, but I think we have to be careful when we're doing that when it's not adding up to a little bit more winning along the way. And we got a text here that came in, you know, talking about the rotation. 650, JD, I don't understand Kerr's rotation. With the playoffs nearing, he still doesn't have a fixed rotation. Kaminga was not not even used a lot tonight. Well, the reason Kaminga wasn't used tonight was because Kaminga stunk tonight. Kaminga was bad tonight. Now should should that have meant that he got benched completely in the second half? I'm not so sure uh, that, that you wouldn't give him any run, but he got the start. He he played poorly. He was 0 for 5. He was a minus 17. He scored four points, got to the free throw line. Uh, he, he I, I think he was part of some of the, the rotation issues defensively that allowed some of the open threes, and Steve Kerr went away from him. And, and put Otto Porter in there to to begin the second half in his spot, and and that was that was it, that was it for Jonathan Kaminga on the night. He'll he'll live to to play another day, and he's still a very young player that's you know got to have growth. I think it's just a reminder that these young players, as talented as they are and as bright as their futures may be, they're still not carriers now. They're still not carriers. They can be effective and they can help this team in certain roles. 
but they're not carriers. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. You can give me a call. You can shoot me a text. Going to be with you until 7 o'clock. And something else hit me tonight. Just it, it hit me like a ton of bricks watching the Warriors lose to the Wizards uh, about when this team's effective and when they're not. And I'll tell you what it is coming back here. Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now Draymond steals the inbounds pass. On the break, goes up, got fouled by Gafford and scores. He slowed down, Jim, to lure Gafford in there and then made the shot. What a play. Well, he just found an angle that he could get it up and still protect with his body. And just great anticipation. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Tremendous play from Draymond Green there on a night where overall he did not play well and he sounded off about it after the ball game. John Dickinson back here on Warriors wrap-up. Wizards beat the Warriors 123-115, to so the Dubs have lost 5 of 6 now, 48-27 and overall, and it's looking like their lead for the three seed in the Western Conference is going to dip to two over the Mavs, three over the Utah Jazz. Right now, the Mavs and the Jazz are playing in Dallas in the fourth quarter. Seven minutes to go in that one, and the Mavericks have a 105-88 lead on the Jazz, so that would vault Dallas up to fourth in the Western Conference, and they'd be just two games behind the Warriors now for third uh, in the conference. Utah will slip to fifth, and Utah will be three games behind the Warriors. That's going to be the Jazz uh, fourth consecutive loss. So now the Mavs are a team that's uh, inching closer to the Warriors who need a few more wins here if they're going to hold off uh, either of those teams and, and remain as the three seed in the Western Conference uh, playoff picture. I, I want to get to what hit me like a ton of bricks. We've also got your, your shot of the game coming up. Uh, a couple of quotes from Draymond Green, a couple of cuts from Steve Kerr 
as well uh, from the postgame press conferences that I want to get into. And, of course, the phone lines are open, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, as the Warriors uh, just find themselves in a bad way. Uh, and he, so here's what, here's what struck me, and, and it was especially prevalent in the last three games that the Warriors have played. And, and look, I think we all agree when this team has Stephen Curry – you know they're they're a championship contender. They're they're capable of being as good as anybody in the league. And they hadn't gotten everything ironed out yet with the return of Clay Thompson and the role of Poole and Wiggins factored into that. And now Draymond's return after missing a couple of months. But I think we all agree when they have Steph, they're a championship contending team. But something that's been an issue at times, even when they've had Steph in the lineup is when the Warriors don't shoot it well, and I, and this has just crushed them it, it, without him, when they don't shoot the three ball well, they almost have no shot. And tonight was a perfect example, and these last three games are a perfect example. You look at all the way back in Miami, they make 15 of 36 from three-point range. They, they shoot it at 42% from three-point range. And, and they wind up winning that game, and they win that game going away against the team at that point that was the best team in the Eastern Conference. You look at the three-point shooting early, first-half three-point shooting in Atlanta, and the Warriors are, are, are running them out. They jump out, they get up 11, and the Warriors are cruising, and Clay's going off, and, and Jordan Poole's doing his thing in the first half of that game, and it's all clicking, and the Warriors are putting up 42 points in the first quarter and they look unbeatable well the shots cool off the defense isn't there Atlanta's kind of matching them along the way and then before you know it you're down 18 uh, in that game and you're fighting an uphill battle and it's just tonight they don't make threes and Sure, it was you know opposite ends of the spectrum with, with the Wizards, a team that typically doesn't shoot the three ball at the level that they did shooting it at that level. But it's just, it, it, and maybe it's just an obvious point, but it's just what is, what is this team's identity when they don't, other than shooting the basketball well? And, and look, the, the NBA is different. This is not, you know, Charles Barkley saying a jump shooting team, you know, can't win a title or this and that, and the Warriors, when they're right, have played elite defense this year for a good chunk of the season. They've been the top defensive team. I mean, those days have been long gone, and and they were certainly not there tonight. I mean, it was an awful defensive performance. Steve Kerr, within the last week, has said, hey, he really wants, even without Curry, to try and find a defensive identity between now and the end of the season, and it, it it just hasn't happened other than a few stretches of a couple of these games, mostly against Miami in, in the one win that the Warriors have in, in this time without stre- uh, without Steph. But it just it just hit me. It's like this team w- when they don't shoot it, it's just trouble. Like and and when they do shoot it, it makes them look like they are world beaters. And and you know we start talking about how great Jordan Poole is and. And, and what Kaminga can be. And, and look, all that's fair and fun and, and a great part of the conversation. But it's it's amazing how fragile it is and how there just aren't other places for this Warriors team to go when they aren't shooting it well. At times, even with Curry. And that's the part that I wonder, as Curry comes back and the playoffs get rolling, you know, is this team so dependent or is their defense so far gone and they can't get it back to where they basically are going to have to count on out shooting their opponent from three-point range with regularity over the course of a series when those shots typically are tougher to come by in order to win that series. 888 957-9570. John Dickinson here, Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Let's get uh, Manuel in Dublin on the phone lines here. Manuel's up next on Warriors wrap-up. Hey, Manuel. Hey, John. Man, I appreciate the hard work you do for the station, man. You're all over the place. You can go football, but I think your specialty is basketball, man. I love how you break it down. Um, 
I don't think they're. Uh, I don't, and I'm, I'm, I'm it before. I don't think they're a championship caliber team. You see the mismatch when they put Curry out there. I know when Draymond's out there, it changes it up and get the ball up. But I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on a couple things. One, um, how good has Clay? What would you say where Clay is from post, you know, ACL and Achilles at his peak to now? And and the other thing is. How how demoralizing it is I don't know if the word demoralizing for the rest of the squad when you you, you know you got to get Clay in there to get his buzz even though it's limited minutes and then how you know he's, this Conlon I know he's not as in Clay's level but just that chemistry and then the last one though um what what do you think about any matchup now in the in the playoffs I think the, the I think the Warriors are just too small uh, that's that's my take uh, John yeah no I I appreciate it and look they speed the game up, they're, they're comfortable playing small. Like, I think where the Warriors have had issues, and look, I, Gafford killed him tonight. Daniel Gafford killed him. I mean, five of six in 16 minutes. It, he had six boards. It was a bunch of stuff where they were getting beat on dribble penetration, and it would be just a dump off to him for a, for a dunk or a quick post move for a, for a layup, and, and, and he was all over him. Uh, tonight, and we've seen teams with bigs like that hurt the Warriors in that very uh, efficient manner, but the Warriors are comfortable with Looney and Draymond, and, and I think this extra big that they don't have, maybe it's impactful in some of these regular season games, but I just don't think the Warriors would be playing that player with regularity, even if they had him come the postseason so I think that's why they've been so adamant that that they're comfortable as Steve Kerr has has alluded to with with what they have as far as clay I mean I think clay's 75 percent 80 percent you know prob- probably about 80 percent I mean he still has flashes uh, I mean of of the guy that that he was and, and that he's getting back to being I think you look at the game against Atlanta and I mean he's had He's had a handful of games where it's like, okay, that that is the old clay, and moments in games where you're like, that is the old clay. The key, and and this is the part where I I don't think anybody knows if it's coming or not. The key is in the consistency. The key is how many times is he going to have the monster quarter or the 37-point game or the nine three-point make game. Like, if if he would have had it, let's say, ten times – in 40 games, you know, before, is he only going to have it, is he only going to have it six times in 40 games? You know what I mean? Is he going to have it half as much as he used to? Those those just explosive, dominant, efficient, lights-out games. I think that's the part where it looks a little bit off to me, and, and naturally. I mean, it should look a little bit off by comparison, right? But I think that's where, you know, if he was going to play at a certain level in a playoff series, let's say five out of seven games before, is that three out of seven games now? And does that mean that the two games where he isn't at that level, he hurts you more than maybe he used to hurt you when he wasn't at that level previously, and now maybe a game you would have won, you lose because maybe you're also not as good in some other areas. Like that that's the nuance as far as clay. It's not just as simple as oh, he's at eighty percent, so you're eighty percent of the team that you were, or this and that. It's it's more how much of a percentage can he hit the high end clay in the postseason? Uh, really, how consistently can he do it? Because that's what it's going to boil down to. Let's get Jerry and Marin next here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Jerry? How you doing? Uh, I think what they should do is go to the players that have been around for a while and play warrior ball. You've got Clay, Steph, you've got Looney, you've got Iguodala, right, and you've got Green, and throw uh, Porter Jr. in there. That's the, that's the first unit. And what you also do is throw Lee in there, right? Put Lee in there instead of Porter. I mean, instead of... Uh, um, the kid, uh, you know, the shooter, and Kamiga. let them play warrior ball because Thompson and, and 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 Green and Steph, these guys can't play with them. So keep them away from those guys. Let the second, and then let then let Looney and 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 Porter and Iguodala rotate through the second unit, but leave Thompson and Clay and Steph together and keep the second unit away from them. Let them play their thing. So, so Clay can get on the move. Steph can get on the move. Green don't know where they are. 
because you'll notice when Green plays with these guys, the ball always goes into Looney. Looney's getting the ball more than any time ever, and that's because nobody knows where these guys are going. So keep them away from the second unit. Lee can get you six, eight points, ten points. Right? He can get you four All right, five, all right Jerry, appreciate it, man. I'm going to jump in there. Jer- Jerry and Marin is the, might be the only Warriors fan, one of a very small percentage, that wants more Damian Lee. <laughs> wants Damian Lee to actually play more uh, than he's been playing. Look, here's the deal. Come playoff time, it's going to be Stephen Clay. It's going to be Wiggins. It's going to be Draymond. The question is, is who's the fifth going to be? Who's the fifth starter going to be? Is it going to be Jordan Poole and Draymond kicks to center? Uh, at that point, is it going to be Kavon Looney because the Warriors are facing a team in the first round that has a center to where you need to, to play uh, that center, I know Steve Kerr's hinted at the fact that the lineup change these last couple of games has been more because Steph Curry isn't around. Uh, if that's the case, if, if that's what it's about, I'll just say this right off the top. If if the move has been made because of the current circumstances, this Kaminga-Draymond thing, like I'm already over it. And I know it's not going to be a an issue tomorrow because in all likelihood, Clay and Draymond and, and Otto Porter are not going to play. So you're probably going to put Looney back in there and Kaminga's going to start too and, and Wiggins and, and maybe Moses Moody. By the way, no Moses Moody tonight at all. Nine-man rotation for Steve Kerr. And again, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Moses Moody's in and he's playing well. And now Damian Lee, who had mixed results, right? Helped him win the game in Miami. Right now, he's a more trusted player. Than, and so I just... There are a lot of those little things that, that don't totally add up. I mean, one night he's talking, hey, Moody's going to be in the playoff rotation. And the next night, or the next few nights, it's now Damian Lee's playing. And Moody's a DNP when he pairs a rotation without Steph down to nine. So Steph, Steph Curry's out. He pairs the rotation down to nine. And Moses Moody gets a, a did-not-play coach's decision. I mean, it's... It, it, that's the stuff where it's it's the tinkering and and all of this and 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 Steve Kerr does his best to try to explain what he's looking for, but that one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Really, neither thing. Anointing, like there's been a lot of anointing and then just perplexing changes off of the anointing. Right, Jonathan Kaminga's in the playoff rotation. Right, he's going to be playing with the big boys. He's going to be playing with the starters. He's going, and then all right, Jonathan Kaminga, thirteen fifty. You're not playing well tonight. It's the second game in a row. You're not playing well when I'm giving you a start. You're out. Hit the showers. You're not playing again tonight, even against the Wizards. Like that's a little strange. <laughs> and I, I know there's a lot that Steve Kerr's got to figure out, and maybe he's just not wanting to reveal what it's going to look like, and maybe he can't truly test it out because Curry's not playing. Uh, at this point, but the bottom line is, as far as the Warriors go, they're only going as far as Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green can take them, and that's why I want to get into Draymond Green because Steph's out, Clay's been up and down with I think more ups than downs lately, looking like his old self, but still some inefficient games mixed in there. But Draymond not playing well. He's frustrated at the beginning of the fourth quarter. There was a play where Draymond Green picked up three fouls, uh, three fouls on the same possession. There was uh, he he picked one up on a, on an inbounds, and then there was the flagrant foul uh, where where he was there uh, what with Porzingis, and then Porzingis got a layup. On top of that, he got another foul. Porzingis wound up scoring four points on the on the possession. So he was he was mixing it up. He was trying to get himself going. I think he's frustrated with the fact that that he's not playing well and he's not helping the team. Let's hear Draymond. It's short and sweet, and we had some technical issues with the feed in Washington. Uh, here's Draymond with a brief assessment of of his play. I've never really been on a team that gets worse when I'm on the floor. That's kind of where we are right now. Some things I can correct. Some things will come with time. It's kind of is what it is, but we're definitely worse from Minnesota right now. That's for sure. Yeah, and that gets to well, why was Draymond Green not playing down the stretch for the most part tonight? Why was Draymond Green not playing down the stretch in Atlanta? It was almost as if Draymond was trying to just get his minutes in, 
and they weren't playing well, and so Steve Kerr went away from him. He came back and played the final minute against the Hawks on Friday night. The Warriors were, were trying to come back and hang in the game w- w- without him tonight, uh, and, and he wound up playing his 25 minutes. Uh, he also added uh, that he feels terrible. He's healthy, but he feels terrible uh, that the game is moving at a very fast pace, at a, at a million miles an hour, and it's all like he just hasn't been able to adjust with the fact that he's missed the the two months and, and he's coming back and he wasn't even you know, able to be on the court at all because he had to shut it down to to get his his injury in order. So he's just he's just frustrated. And, and he said, regardless of the circumstances, he can produce great performances. But I think that point from Draymond is especially salient and on point. Because it's it's real. It it's putting the rat on the table. It's it's telling the world what everybody knows, and that's one of the big takeaways off of this. Is Draymond doesn't look right. Draymond doesn't look like Draymond yet. Steph's got to come back. Clay's got to be consistent, and Draymond has got to find his game. Because I'm going to tell you, this level of Draymond that we've seen here in the last week plus. That's not going to get it done. These last two weeks, that's not going to get it done. It, it's just not going to get it done. And so, uh, and I think he knows it. And I think he's he's wearing it in a way. I think he's showing everybody with some of the frustration that that he knows his game is not at a level to where this team can win a championship. And he's got a limited amount of time the next two, three weeks to try and get it to that point. Uh, in order to give this team a chance. And the result of him trying to work through that is a lot of these uneven and bad performances and and really just flat-out brutal stretches when he's on the floor and the Warriors are getting their tails kicked. I mean, that's that's just the, the blunt reality. Here's Steve Kerr. Uh, quickly here, a couple of cuts from Kerr. We'll get to our shot of the game after that. Uh, but Kerr was asked about Draymond mixing it up. I liked him mixing it up out there, even though he picked up some fouls. Uh, we showed more life in that second half than we did in the first, and, and a big reason for that was Draymond. Yeah, more life in the second half from Draymond. More life. The, the, the Warriors were trying to ramp up the defense. The, the Wizards were rolling. I thought at the end they really ramped up the defense, uh, forced the, the Wizards into a, a little bit of a vulnerable position in a game where they had, what, a 10-point lead with about a minute and a half to go. And, and at one point, the Warriors were a steal away from really putting some heat on maybe stealing that game uh, if they could have got one more steal and, and a bucket. And it kind of left me thinking, well, where the hell was this in the first half? A little bit. And you know, it's one thing for Draymond to not be able to call it up. It's another thing for this team to kind of light work, go through the motions, comfortable just getting up and down, open gym style, and winning a game offensively. Because I think that was the attitude in the first half tonight. That's not going to fly. I think that was the attitude throughout the game in Atlanta. It was flying when they were making shots in the first half. And the moment they weren't making shots in the second half, it, it, it was over and they were down 18, which was the same position they got themselves in uh, in the game uh, tonight. One more Steve Kerr, uh, because this was a question. We got a lot of texts about it, uh, and I tried to address it a couple of times, but but here was Steve Kerr on no Kaminga in the second half, why he didn't play. I think we needed the floor spacing. I thought uh, J.K. struggled in the first half. wasn't his night. Um, he's, he's still a rookie, you know, and rookies are going to have ups and downs. It wasn't his fault what happened in the first half. It was our fault collectively. But in order to put our best foot forward in the second half, I felt like I had to go to, to veterans, and, and that's why I went to Otto. Yeah, so Kaminga uh, take a, a seat. Porter went in there, and now we'll see. Kaminga's going to get an opportunity tomorrow in, in what likely will be a developmental game with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson uh, and Otto Porter Jr. likely not to play tomorrow in Memphis as the Warriors uh, take on the Grizzlies in their fifth game in seven nights. Let's get to our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. 
Porter Jr. high in the air. He takes it down the break, throws out to the right wing. There's Thompson, he's open, and hits a three in transition. Credit that to Otto Porter, a brilliant assist. as 25 to 20. Just simply pushing the tempo results in an open look. Yeah, good things tend to happen when Otto Porter is on the floor. And, you know, Clay Thompson, again, he's working, he's finding it. Uh, and that was uh, on a night where there weren't a lot of shots falling for the Warriors, uh, under 43% overall, 8 of 33 from three-point range. That shot uh, was falling, and that's the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. Before we get out of here, mentioned we'd let you know and fill you in on the ramifications of the Warriors' loss. Uh, we'll run it down now with the Warriors' loss tonight. They are now four games back of Memphis for the two seed. Two seed's gone. It, it's been gone, uh, but it's just to, to make sure everybody's aware of it. The two seed is gone. Warriors now uh, at 48 and 27. They are third in the West. Dallas has passed Utah. They just won tonight in Dallas over the Jazz. So the Jazz are two back of the dubs uh, as they move into fourth place in the Western Conference. The Jazz are three back of the dubs in fifth, and Denver currently is in sixth. Uh, they are four games back of the Warriors and now a game and a half ahead of Minnesota. The Timberwolves were blown out in Boston. So right now, as things sit with two weeks to go in the season, the Warriors would play the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs is a 3-6 matchup with the Warriors obviously having home court advantage. But uh, if they can't get a couple of wins here between now and the end of the season, their their hold on the three seed is going to become uh, a, a little more tricky, and that could open the door for maybe a, a matchup against Utah, which uh, you know I think the Warriors would welcome. Uh, but it would also put them in the Phoenix Suns bracket in terms of the second round. So maybe you get through the first round, but then you're staring at the Suns in the second round with a Memphis or a Denver or somebody else waiting for you on the back end of the conference finals if you were able to pull off that upset. All right, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank Sterling Bennett. I want to thank Craig Valentino, everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson, Warriors. Quick turnaround, back in action tomorrow. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. 3.30 for Warriors Live as the Dubs and the Grizzlies go from Memphis at 5 o'clock as uh, Damon and Rado will have you covered for the pregame for that one. Uh, and uh, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Warriors tonight, tough one. They lose to Washington, 123 to 115. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.